This is K-Pop Sunday brought to you by K-Pop Sunday before you have to go back to work on Monday. Where are your hosts, Onyx, Min, and JR? Welcome to episode 28. November is coming to an end. Advent has just begun if that is your thing. And if it's not, it's just another Sunday. But we are in the dark times of the year. So today we're going to be talking about a not really dark topic, but uh, it's close enough. We're talking about some of our favorite songs that most people don't like, but we like them. And by most people, we mean not everybody, like a good chunk of K-pop fans don't necessarily love these songs, but a lot of them do. But a lot of them also very vocally don't like these songs. Does it really matter? Probably not. Music is music. Listen to the music you like, no matter what anybody thinks. Onyx. What is the song you really like that a lot of people didn't like when it came out? So my first one I want to talk about is LPG's song, Angry, which came out in 2011. Here's why it's unpopular. There was a time in the late, I was about to say hundreds, that's not the correct (laughs) word, the late 2000s, early 2010s, where there were a lot of overly sexy girl groups who the public mocked for being that way. Usually they were from small companies and when they didn't do well initially, the group members would be swapped out and or have a lot of plastic surgery, which was talked about publicly as though it would drive people to the group. And LPG is probably one of the most notorious groups for this. Um, Like I remember when Doorbell Love came out, they kept bragging of like how many surgeries each like the group got as like a total. And it was a very alarming amount of that it's like oh yeah they all went and got surgery like they were trying to get people to be shocked to come listen to their music but then it kind of backfired so this track in particular is based off of yolanda be cool and decoup song we speak no americano which like that is a fun track by itself and i do like it but lpg got in trouble because they added vocals over the instrumental and it was not wanted the repetitive dancing and absurdly sexy music video really didn't help so it's one of their more publicly mocked tracks but the reason why i like it even though a lot of people dislike it is that i love the timing of it in the few live performances that they did for it the way the dance moves matched up with every beat precisely is so satisfying to watch Clearly, they practice a lot and are good dancers slash singers. They can also hold their own on stage, in my opinion. They've got pretty good stage presence. But, yeah, their company was not doing them any favors. Just trying to see, like, how outrageous can we get? And I feel like a lot of people kind of didn't really appreciate the idols because of that. Which, that's the same thing Mm. the original Rania lineup. Where the company was basically hoping that outrage would get people to come and be interested. If you haven't heard their song, Dr. Feelgood, it's very sexy and a lot of people dislike it because of that. But I always thought the vocals were great. Like it was very impressive. Yeah, I love it. But this one though, I feel like gets a lot of heat. Rarely do I see people even say, oh, it's my guilty pleasure. People are just like, this is awful. Why does this exist? Korean and international fans both agree, especially at the time. Then you have me. I also do personally love this song, but I remember when We No Speak Americano came out, which obviously was before Angry, but it was We No Speak Americano, at least over here, it was on TV and radio so much (laughs) at the time. Like, it was one of those, like, summer songs that was just played on repeat. So I remember when I found Angry, that I was just kind of tired of it even though it had probably been like a year or something i don't remember how long after it came out yeah it was a year oh i'm good at guessing but yeah remember not really paying it too much attention back then i also wasn't super deep into k-pop in the way that i am now back then but yeah i really like it i love the girl with red hair like almost pixie cut length she stood out to me too she's the standout yeah She's great! (laughs) I don't know who she is, but she's great. (laughs) Yeah, she was one of those that got a lot of heat for Doorbell of Love. Because 
Okay, so the short uh, pixie cut red hair, she was uh, had like a bob uh, haircut for Doorbell Love, and she was like in the scene where like she was making off a guy and like it was supposed to be very like over the top sexy and like showed off like her tattoos on her back and like he was like moving like a strap down her shoulder and stuff. She was one of those that got targeted for wow that's a lot of plastic surgery she got. Like a lot of people were very cruel. Oh honestly she's so pretty yeah, though. Yeah I didn't it didn't feel like I didn't look at them and be like wow they have had so much work done at all. I wouldn't have even I wouldn't have even thought of it until you mentioned that they had gotten so much work done. I don't know, it looked natural, I guess. I didn't really notice it so much in this music video as in Doorbell. Yeah. Doorbell was like, I think part of it was that the company kept pressing as to how much they got, Mm. and it kept going on and on to where, like, that was, like, the focal point in the music video. It was like, this is overly the top sexy, and look at how much plastic surgery they got. I feel so bad for the members when when companies do that it's like you are literally treating them like dolls it really it really bothers me exactly there's another group they that there was a company that did something similar where literally they only advertise them as being plastic yeah yeah the sausage like i feel like there's a humongous the sausage girls or something that's who it is I feel like there's a humongous difference between a girl or members who get plastic surgery or, like, choose to versus, and it's like, okay, that's just, like, their face now, whatever, versus a company that's going around, like, shouting about Mm -hmm. it and making that, like, all that you hear about that group is about that. So, basically, LPG's company paved the way for sex bombs becoming prettier. Sex bomb, there we are. I completely forgot their names. I was like, I know this group. (laughs) I like shitty K-pop girl groups that it releases like two songs and then disappears. Like Kiss 5? Yes. Except Kiss 5 is totally... the Kiss 5 was another group where it's like, these people are really talented. Why are you guys... Like, I'm kind of sad that all you sold them on was like the sexiness. They were good. They had good stage presence too. LPG and them. LPG, there was one live show i saw of them where they were clearly like it wasn't like a very nice venue but they were still like performing like their hearts out Hmm. i kind of wish there was more appreciation which i know that that's a thing with groups from smaller companies that they don't get like as many resources but sometimes you see we've seen many very short-lived small company groups who clearly are very like awkward with performing and like don't know what they're doing and they just want to leave yeah Whereas I feel like LPG does not fit in that category. I remember seeing, I think it was a girl group called Lysha or Sasha Fly or something. Something along those lines. Where there was one member who was really into being all that sexy, whatever. And then the three other girls were just incredibly awkward and did not want to be there. And I felt so bad for them. But I think I know who you're talking about. Was it the group that had the whole thing where um, producers had put, like, uh, it was, like, one producer who got in trouble had put, like, recording equipment, like, in their, like, changing rooms. Oh. And didn't tell them. Is that who you're talking about? Probably. I remember that. that I, yeah. I, I wouldn't remember be, that. Where it's like, it yeah, we're a sexy group, but that's not, that's over the line. Yeah. I think, I don't know. It's like, that's, there's a difference between doing it on purpose on stage and, like, that's your act versus invading their privacy. It's like, well, it's the same yeah. thing you were on stage. Well, that's not the same. One was, I'm doing this, and I'm committed to it, and I'm very well aware. The other one is not. Yeah. We're getting off topic here. (laughs) We are. GR, please rescue us, maybe with a fire truck? Okay. My first pick is Fire Truck by NCT127. There are a lot of reasons why this song is unpopular, and it's weird. I agree. It's weird. The styling is a hot mess. The song is not necessarily nice to listen to, which sounds like a knock at it, but it's not. And I just remember them being clowned for this release like it was nobody's business. It was just constant. And I understand to an extent why people don't like it, but I've loved it since it was released. So I'm not going to sit here and act like it's Mm. not one of my favorites from them because it's definitely up there as far as title tracks. And I will say it's not their best title track. 
But the hate it gets is really funny to me, mostly because a lot of what people don't like about it is valid, in my opinion. Like, this is one of those songs that's like, you hate it, I understand, but I like it. So, you know what? Just keep your opinion. I'm going to keep mine. <laughs> Just because I say that their dislike for it is valid, I don't mean to, like, condone going out and bashing a group if you don't like their song or if you think their song is bad. But from musical and aesthetic angles, I can understand where the dislike comes from. And I feel like because it was their debut, it did not help the matter. And I wouldn't say it's representative of the group either, which rarely happens with a debut track, but at the same time, this was just so out there that I think people just looked at it and immediately walked out the door. They were like, <laughs> nope, not this, not today. <laughs> and the funny thing is, people still say they hate it to this day. I found a tweet from a few days ago with someone saying how much they hated it still. And it has been out for four years now. So, I mean, there's that. But, side note, I almost went with Kick It, the song that they recently-ish came out with. Because it's easily one of my favorite releases from this year. And I really liked it a lot. But everybody loves it all of a sudden? Which is good, but I don't know when it happened. Because when it came out, all I saw was people hating on it. I did not see probably a single comment on any platform saying that they liked the song. And then when I went to do research for this episode, everybody's saying they loved it. Half the industry has covered the song. So I love Kick It and apparently everybody does too. So that's great. But I was shocked that there was <laughs> such a turnaround in that. <laughs> but back to Firetruck. I like it because it's really hype. The backing beat is great. The raps are really fun. I am obsessed with the bridge where Hei-chan and Tae, I don't think they sing together. I think they sing after each other, but it's just so pretty. I love their voices. They have really great voices. And then near the end, they start saying Sobangcha instead of fire truck. Absolute gold. I love it. Also, the performance is really intense. It's not super pretty and it's kind of weird, but they literally send Win-Win over a person. Like they pick him up and they like throw him over member. It's a very intense performance, I suggest. You watch it, if not for the song, just for the choreography. The styling is garbage and the hair is garbage, and I will not defend their hair. But not every single outfit is bad. There are a few that can pass as not being horrible. I love it. If you hate it, good for you. That's all I have to say. <laughs> but with that, though, it makes me think, though, if people- because I remember Fire Truck being hated on too, and Kick It being hated. So I remember going through with you earlier this weekend trying to find those hate comments mm -hmm. that we were both remember, a shared awful memory yeah. we both have, um, and we couldn't find it's it. It's incredible. And I remember I didn't really like it either, but then I think there's some groups where it's like, you hear like, oh, a new release, and you're like, well, this is trash. But then, like, you go back to it, like, a couple years later, or, like, you... There's certain songs, like, EXO's one of those where I listened to all their music, but I didn't really care or anything. Mm -hmm. like that. But then this past year, I've gone back to their whole discography. I already knew of, but now I feel like I kind of understand the group more and, like, what they're kind of going for. And it's like, oh, I like this song and this song and this song. So maybe it's people who are like, you know what, I like their current stuff. Let me go back and listen. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I'm that way with a lot of groups where it's I don't like stuff in, at the time. It's just, I'm like, well, this was awful. Yeah, yeah. But then I'll go back a couple years later and I'm like, oh, that's fine. Or like Mirotic. That was the one who, like, I remember when it came out and I hated yeah. it. <laughs> I feel like NCT is the current front runner <laughs> as far as groups go with songs like that. Because the past two years I haven't really... Like, after Regular came out, I didn't like Regular very much, and then subsequent releases came out, and I didn't like it very much. And then Kick It came out, and I was like, finally! Finally, I have something that I like again. <laughs> this this year has been great for me, and groups that I fell out of love with, and then they came back this year, and they released stuff that I'm obsessed with. So, as far as that goes, I'm happy. Back to Flyer Truck and Kick It, because I don't. I probably heard regular and then just erased it from my brain. I also didn't like Fire Truck when it came out. I didn't have anything specifically against it, it just wasn't my style at the time. For Kick It, I was. I don't know, I appreciated the sound of it just because it sounded kind of like. It just reminded me of Dong Dong 
by Super Junior. That was the only thing I thought of when I heard it, but I didn't. It didn't really stick with me until I heard the Valentino Khan remix because SM is trying to push their sublabel Scream Records, which is like a EDM dance electro whatever label. They're they're trying hard to push it, so they've been like releasing just remixes by their Scream Records artists. So when I heard the Kiki official remix, I was like, whoa, this had so good. And then I started liking it. I also like the original version of it, but I got a bit tired of it just because I saw so many dance covers of it at some point, because it was just very suddenly a lot of people that I followed covered it at the same time. And I was like, see, there was like, there was an influx. I don't know what happened. Something happened. Everybody loved it all of a sudden. Yeah, like, I don't know. Kiki just gave me those... Like, early 2000s boy group trying to be badass by using rock influences in their songs. I couldn't find the specific song, but there was... Like, you have a triangle, but in my brain, I'm like, it's either an H.O.T. song or a Sotegi song that it just... It reminds me of, but I can't place which song it is, and it bugs the hell out of me, because I'm like, there is a song, and it's fucking old, and I can't remember which song it is. But Dantan is pretty close. It could be either group. Like, you could be thinking of Get It Up by Intro T, or you could be thinking of something so did and Boys did. Yeah. Because I... they both did, they both went through a rock phase. Yeah. So, with like, I know what you're talking about, the sound of it. So, that's kind of hard to place. It is, it could but be it both. like that sound. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one here, but it's like, there's the sound. We're going to play for it. But, yeah. but now you. <laughs> But I can't believe though of the two like fire truck and kick it. Neither of them were produced by Yu Young Jin, and but you still hear like the similarity. It's like oh, maybe his influence has spread. It also helps that the late '90s and early 2000s is really back in fashion right now. Mm-hmm. Especially the early 2000s is so back in fashion. So. Hopefully, we... I'm waiting for the anime hairstyles. That was a big in the early I know, I'm waiting for that too. We passed the mullets, so. Thank goodness. Do you think. Oh. So, if you're trying to think of like fashion history on the trajectory, we yeah. should be getting back into that very soon. Very soon. <laughs> so, Min, what's your first song that you love that the general public hates? Sure. I feel like it might be a meme by now, but Twice's Knock Knock and Signal. They both were pretty much badly received. It's like both songs performed very well because it's twice. Of course, it's gonna do well. But like internationally, I don't know for Korean fans, but I've seen so many international fans being like, no, this is not it, dudes. We don't like this because Knock Knock was like a bit too different but still very generic and forgettable and then signal came up and signal was just confusing and it's cute and people thought both were just a hot mess which i did not agree with because i love them both i enjoy cute concepts i love twice's version of cute they're i don't know they just have a happy cute in these two songs knock knock might be like a bit too cutesy but i still like in my deep brain space i still sometimes just go knock 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 on my door (laughs) out of nowhere in my in my everyday i'm just like yes knocking on doors (laughs) that's so cute it it is ingrained into my spine i guess same with signal signal is just it's just catchy and cute which i think is why people don't like it I don't know. It's just too cute, I guess. Yeah. Or too forgettable. That's also... That's fair. I don't know. I mean, that and it... It, it, it was, just be music. It, yeah. But it was it was so popular to hate on twice for such a long time, too. So when something weird like Signal comes out, people are like, ha ha, now we have something to actually yeah. hate on them for. Because Signal was weird, I'm not gonna lie. And I mean, even today people still hate on twice for absolutely no reason. <laughs> But yeah, I don't see anything to hate in these songs unless they are not your style, which is fine. But outside of that, it's like, why do you not like them? They're really well done, the music and the video. 
And I felt like they were on brand for twice, given their previous releases up to that point. Yeah, it's weird. Like, if you're gonna hate on a Twice song, title track at least, go for Yes or Yes, just because yeah. it's a bit dodgy. Yeah. Only giving a dude the choice of Yes or Yes. Or TT. But like... I like TT, though. <laughs> In honor of Ham, you must. <laughs> uh, the TT dance. Old joke. Ham did not deserve the hate they got for that. Only for Twice to later do something similar and get away with it. That's not fair. Twice didn't incorporate rock into it, though. So. <laughs> I know. That's what makes me so frustrated. Also, I love their outfits. Yeah. Ham deserved better. <laughs> they did. But with Twice, though, I feel like it's especially big with foreign fans to hate on them. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like foreign fans are big on, like, hyping up Blackpink. Mm. And I feel like they don't like Red Velvet or Twice as much because they can go for, like, the cuter concepts. I feel like a lot of foreign fans are like, if it's cute, there's something wrong with it. Especially when it comes from, like, an older girl group. Like, if it's mm. not Femme Fatale, there's something wrong. Or they can't like it. I feel like, in general, outside of Asian culture, in, in Western culture at least, being cute, acting cute past a certain age is looked down on. And so when you see a 25-year-old woman doing Eggyo or something like that, you're like, she is, is she a child? Like, why? I think, I think it's just the mindset that a lot of people go into and they have to break that in order to enjoy cute concepts because even i have felt myself fall under that at times where i was like oh my goodness like even with the even with men like i cannot watch Egyo still with a straight face like i feel myself kind of like shrivel up inside a little bit but it's mm. just we're not used to seeing people openly act like that and so when it's so rampant in the music industry and like in variety shows i think people are just kind of like whoa wait this is weird i don't know how to respond and then they do respond with hate, so I don't know. But also, like, when I was in Korea, there's different types of cute. Mm -hmm. There's, like, there is little kid cute, there is the egg yolk cute, but then also, like, you can be an adult and be cute. Like, there's different, like, kinds of cute that are appropriate for different people, I feel like. And I feel like people are, especially with Twice, are stereotyping them for one type of cute. Mm. It's like, okay, that's where you end. Yeah. Let's jump back to you, Onyx. Do you have any other songs to talk about that might be less adorable? Yes. I want to talk about Faye's 2016 song, Fantasy. It's very unpopular because besides the fact that it was very sexual, which was kind of a very big deal breaker for a lot of fans, because when she was with Miss A, they were known for being a strong, independent woman kind of group. Instead, this solo song was her basically being a man's fantasy. So that's where a lot of people were upset. However, the main reason why this was unpopular was because of politics. Basically, China was trying to claim some islands as their own that were in the South China Sea, and the rest of East Asia, primarily Korea, Vietnam, and the Philippines, weren't happy about that. Some Chinese K-pop idols posted images on their social media in support of China, including EXO's Lei and Super Junior M's Joe Mi. And while Joe Mi did get hit because he also came out with a single at that time, I feel like Faye got the brunt of it because she was just releasing Fantasy as her solo debut track. So a lot of people funneled their anger over politics and China's position to this song. Like, I feel like this got a lot more hate than the actual politicians involved, just because, in the end, this track kind of became synonymous with politics. Even to this day, when people are thinking about this track, they more have an issue with politics and think about it because of politics in China instead of the sexiness. And the like-to-dislike ratio on this vid is... Thankfully, it's very different than how it used to be. Like, it was very much... Very heavily swinging one way. Now it's more kind of being more even, not as negative. But the reason why I like it, putting aside the politics, because I didn't hear the song until a couple years after that. So I totally 
missed this whole thing. The reason why I kind of liked it was that there's a lot of basically puppy love in K-pop where a lot of the lyrics are like, ooh, I want to date somebody or ooh, something bad's going on. Like kind of like, to be fair, majority of the, the target audience is like in middle school and high school. So that makes sense. But in my opinion, this is one of the few times where there's a song that has lyrics that are meant for an older audience because it's more about a current and mature relationship about a partner expressing their trust for the other person and they're wanting to hear what they want and they repeat over and over that it's okay to be honest and say something that's been their fantasy for a while and she was primarily known for being a dancer when she was in Miss A but I kind of liked her voice in this because I like how the track is mellow. So I like mm. to add it into playlists of tracks that I have on in the background when I'm working on something or playing video games because mm -hmm. it's very chill. Like I know it was supposed to be very sexy, but instead it's very like calm. It's like and like she keeps repeating. It's OK. It's OK. You can come to me. You can say these things. So I like it because it's very different from what we hear of a lot of. A lot of like romantic tracks because I get burnt on cutesy but it's not cutesy but it's not like girl crush it's just to me it, f it had a very different vibe it felt more mature like once again for like the a committed older audience and I really like that because we rarely see that in k-pop yeah I think like just sound wise this song in a way was never meant to be like the show winning song because it's just not that kind of a song the sound of it is so far out from what quote-unquote regular k-pop sounds like but i personally love it i followed miss a pretty intensely back in the day and i remember when the song came out and i just didn't like it because i was not into the chill vibes back then but it, as i re-listen to it now i really really do enjoy it i still don't really like the dance it parts of it feels a bit awkward but that is just me but it's still a very good dance and i think it's more that she her shorts looks like underwear might just be underwear yeah. i think that might be it but the song is really good to add to any playlist that is chill but not like sleepy chill webs but like i'm doing stuff chill webs I was like, this is the perfect song for that. Which probably also makes it a bit forgettable in a way. To me, I usually just... I forget how the song sounds after the song is over. But I have that with a lot of chill music that I just listen to in the background. So it's like, it's perfect for that. But not really good for like, I'm gonna get a triple crown <laughs> type song. That's not like it. I don't know if that came out right. But I do, yeah. I do like it. I like her. I, has she done anything since? She probably has. But the thing that with me was that it's like, yeah, it's not like the best song, well, not the best solo release. But the amount of hatred directed towards this because of politics, yeah, yeah, was what I think also really makes it where like the public dislikes it. Where it, she could have released the best song in the world, and it still would have gotten bombed because of the politics. Like, I feel like it didn't matter what she released. It was just the timing. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of that even outside of her release during that time. There was a lot of issues right. with Chinese members specifically. And I mean, Lay didn't come back to EXO for... <laughs> he made, like, a cameo in Don't Mess Up My Tempo. And he still hasn't really been back in the group because of all the stuff with that. So it's just, it's unfortunate that... It has such a heavy bearing on something that feels like it shouldn't, you know, like music is, it's not unimportant, but to have politics messing up a, a debut, it just, it sounds like, don't you guys have something better to do? <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's unfortunate. And her voice is really pretty, but. I feel like a lot of people also direct a lot more hate to idols than they do to actual politicians who are doing this stuff because A, they know who the idols are and it's i feel like it's very easy much easier to contact them than like people in office and like bug them mm -hmm. so like once again i know that this isn't the best track in the world but the fact that it is so overwhelmingly hated mainly due to politics and like some side oh we hate sexual stuff 
and we expected something different from a former group member, that just kind of makes me go, eh, I like this track. Don't like the stuff around it. But <laughs> I can separate the two because they were separate in the first place. Like when JYP was putting this track together, I guarantee you he wasn't thinking, okay, how can I tick off Korea through my Chinese idol? <laughs> I don't think he has those thoughts. <laughs> JYP did produce this track, by the way. But, you know, say what you will about him. Once again, I don't think his goal when he was making this was, how can I turn this into an international issue? I don't think that was politics. If you haven't heard the song, you should definitely go listen to it. Because it's just so chill and nice. I love it. That's all I had to say. Okay, let's move to something less serious, GR. So my second pick is We Like by Kristen. And people did not like this song very much at all. They thought it sounded messy and kind of like mashed together. And it was also their second release. And later we would find out their final release. So I think people were expecting more from it, especially since we, their debut song was good. But again, that one didn't live up to people's expectations either, really. The biggest issue, in my opinion, I think, was that Kristen was kind of marketed as the female version of Seventeen. Both groups were from Pledis, and they were both dubbed as self-producing idols. We Like and We Woo were both at least partially written by the girls. So there was a disconnect here with people comparing and contrasting the two, because Kristen's music was not up to par with Seventeen's. And I think that's the fault of the company in the end. Because they either purposely chose low-hanging fruit in generic and lackluster songs, or the girls were just not prepared to release the things they were writing. And the company should have been able to gauge that and be like, well, this song isn't ready to be released. This song could have some work on it, you know, etc., etc. But that being said, I think We Like is so catchy. And the video is so much fun. They're just kind of like hanging out in a mall after hours and hiding from the security guard and stuff like that. And like, I can see the mess argument, but I feel like the more you listen to the song, the more it makes sense. The pre-choruses are probably my favorite part, but honestly, as annoying as the actual choruses, and I say annoying with quote marks around it because I think it's really catchy, it will get stuck in your head forever. But yeah, I, I love this song. It's one of my favorites. But yeah, at the end of it, Kristen, there was so much wasted potential with Kristen. And especially since Kristen V's Get It was so good. Kristen V was their subunit that came out like a year after We Like's release. And people were waiting for Kristen to have a comeback Mm. and nothing was coming. So yeah, finally Kristen V comes out with a really good song. And to go off what I was saying earlier, they did not write this subunit song. And I feel like that almost backs up my point with their music not being finished in a sense. Like this one feels like it's done and finished and polished. And that was something that their title tracks were missing. I I, I don't know if that really makes sense. (laughs) I'm just salty. Like the end of the group and everything that happened with that. I really like the chorus of We Like. It's super catchy. All of the verses just fades out into nothingness to me but the chorus is so catchy like i don't think i'd actually heard the entirety of the song before preparing for this episode but i'd seen so many covers of it of like the dance for the chorus and i'm like i love it so much Mm. never planned on learning it but i do know parts of it just by watching so many people cover it yeah (laughs) yeah that's another thing the choreography was really simple in my opinion which was kind of surprising But it fits so well, Mm -hmm. though. Yeah, I agree. The thing that I didn't like was that Pledis saw this and then just went subunit and then done. Yeah. Just, I feel like this was the track where, like, Pledis really gave up with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Considering what they just came off of, you would have thought that being, like, so big deal from Produce that they would have been like, okay, let's really, you know, cash in on it and let's, you know, put every, let's invest in these girls. And I feel like, Yes, they kind of let them do like their own thing for like WeWoo and this, but then I feel like they were like, okay, we are not getting the returns and the appreciation we were expecting. We're going to try one more thing, then we're done. Like they, they really just kind of gave up very quickly. Yeah. Which that is a true hallmark of them. 
Yeah. Because, like, after school was their last girl group. So to have Kristen come out in, what was it, 2017? At the end of it, I think they debuted. Yeah. It's like, what are you guys doing? Why? And also how they treated after school, which was their flagship group. Mm-hmm. Especially because, like, there's been stuff over the years that, like, the girls have said about, like, payment and treatment from the company. It's, like, in my opinion, like, that's a group that, like, people still talk about after school and, like, the mem- each individual member and just... Yeah. I think uh, Nana is the only member of after school, right? That's what we... Yeah. yeah. She's the only member that's Yeah, she's stayed. the only one who resigned. And I mean, I don't blame her because she has probably had the most benefit from being at Pledis. So it makes sense that she stayed with them. But I think it also tells you something when a group that big only ends up with one member still at the company. Unless she's going to be like Kongsa and make moves. Yeah. Min, how about you? I will never shut up about Stray Kids' side effects, I guess. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it before, but I really like this song. But a lot of people really dislike it because it's really not structured like a normal k-pop song i've seen a lot of people say it give them headaches when they listen to it because you have the really i I wouldn't say mellow but like almost edgy piano sounds and then the chorus slash dance part comes in and just beats the piano to pieces and throws it out until they come in with a new piano to do it all again (laughs) it seems like (laughs) so It's very much a song that is not for everybody. But, as I said, I love it. Because when I was a gross, gross teenager, like any 14-year-old is, I loved industrial music, like gothic, graver, industrial dance music. And the dancey parts of Side Effects gives me so intense XRX. Vibes, mainly their stage two album, the opening songs, like the two opening songs to the stage two album, mixed with like Grendel vibes, like 2007 Harsh Generation vibes, which for most of you, that's not gonna make sense, but both of these artists have changed their sound quite a bit, so like 2007 to 2010, like industrial dance space was my jam back in the day. And yeah, it might be kind of weird, but a lot of Stray Kids songs just gives me flashbacks to when I was a teenager. And I'm not sure if I fully appreciate that. It gives me feelings, and I'm not sure if I like it, but I do enjoy a bit of their title tracks. I won't call myself a super fan of them, because I've not actually sat down and listened to their entire albums. But I do like some of their title tracks. It's good. Listen to noisy music, everybody. <laughs> That's my takeaway. Yeah. I remember not liking this when it came out, but then listening to it again, it's not as mm. bad as I remember making it out to be. It does sound like two different songs put together, but I'm not against that at all, so I don't know why I remember listening to it and being like, nope, this is not for me. But, I mean, <laughs> Stray Kids is kind of hit or miss for me in general, so I don't know. I really loved God's Menu. That's one of my favorite songs of this year, but they're a lot more experimental than a lot of the groups out there right now. Yeah. This was actually the track that got me kind of interested in Stray Kids, because I didn't like Calivator. I didn't care about any of their stuff, but Mm. Side Effects was very different from anything else that was coming out, and then also like hearing Felix's voice. His voice is not common (laughs) in K-pop. So that interested me, and then I gave Miro a chance, and I really like Miro and Chronosaurus, because mm. I would not have given him a chance without side effects, so you got to put credit where credit is due. <laughs> also, the dads to side effects, it works with so many people, but the second piano part where they basically throw a member into the air, and it's like raindrops falling, but there's just... The members falling it's so insane i love looking at it the dance is not a dance that works for a solo it just doesn't you need all the members and all the backup dancers for this particular dance to work but it's so cool to watch dance performances of it mm-hmm. so you should youtube that if you haven't seen <laughs> it should we move on to our last picks yeah for the episode yes. 
Onyx, shoot. Compared to my last pick, this one is a lot more lighthearted. So I'd like to talk about how hated Vix's debut track, Superhero, was. It came out in 2012, so that's a, that was in the year of the big boy band debut. That's not the correct wording for that, but you get the idea. Compared to Warrior, compared to History slash Mama, compared to Face, compared to literally everything else that came out this year, this sounded very generic. And people did not care about this debut, even though they had a debut show. And it didn't help that their live performances of this at the time we're not great either. However, it's not so much unpopular with general people as it is with Vix themselves because they are very outspoken with how much they hate this track and how cringy they think this whole thing is. And there are quite a few fans of K-pop who think On and On is their debut track. Oh my goodness. Because Vix have done such a great job of pretending like this doesn't That's exist. That's hilarious. Like, they pretend this and Rock Your Body don't exist. They're like, we didn't do anything before 2013. Yeah, we debuted. <laughs> but you can't prove what we did. So I would just like to bring this cringe to the light of day. Because, personally, I like it. I know Vix doesn't, but I love the styling. I love Leo's look especially. Because I'm one of those weirdos that enjoys see-through shirts on guys when it's done right like this, where he was very kind of built up. And also, I'm fascinated by Hongbin's long hair. <laughs> and also, the MV looks like it was shot inside of, like, a funhouse. Yeah. Like a carnival. But then, like, they actually got to, like, walk through it. Also, the track is super catchy and fun. I actually didn't know that this track existed until I saw a lot of hardcore Vix fans, including the song in Memes. That's how I found out about it. But I always have this track included in workout playlists, especially with running, because it's got a very consistent pace. So I love I love this very much, even though Vix themselves hate it. So not <laughs> as much unpopular with the public, like the public just doesn't care, but Vix downright hates it. So somehow that makes me love it, because <laughs> I'm awful. I'm a bad fan. There's certain things that like groups hate that I'm very interested in, like. H.O.T. hates their acting days, but I love how cringe they are. I don't usually like cringe, but there's certain types of cringe that are just so funny to where I, I enjoy it. This is one of those where I don't care that I like the group, but I don't, I'm ignoring their opinion on it. Yeah, this song is iconic and they just hate happiness because it's just so fun. <laughs> and that pink spinning background, I love it. It's so, it's so 2012. Yeah. I don't know. The whole thing, it's just, it's really nostalgic almost in a way looking at it now. I also miss Rovix and all these idols that came from that time, they all dropped their mascots and it really hurts me because I love them all and I wish they kept yeah. them. They mention like Agent like and or something like that. Like they still do some things like they mention Rovix, but the like the iconography with it does not yep. exist anymore. That's the hard part for me. It's very sad. I appreciated how pink this music video is. Yeah, there's a lot of pink. Pink in 2012 was a thing for guys. Yeah, newest too. There was also in newest. Yeah. I was gonna Hot say. pink is their color. In face when there's the guy with the pink pants. DMT, back in 2009, had a member that wore pink pants for So Pretty. And just seeing that come back in the 2012s, I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but do you know what is also a Yes. Jarrah's last pick. So my final pick is Prey by FT Island. And this is kind of more of like a, I don't know how to put this, because it's not that the song itself did poorly, because the album actually debuted at number one on the Guyon chart. But the thing is, this point forward, the group decided to make the music that they wanted to make, meaning they stepped away from their pop rock sound that made them really popular and into a harder rock genre for a little bit. And I, I think it was on, like, uh, Night Goblin, a variety show that aired back in, like, 2017, 2018. Hongi was a regular on that, and he was joking about how he no longer makes public-friendly music, so he has to go on variety shows in order to make money. <laughs> and 
I'm sure it's it's exactly something he would say. But like I'm sure he was mostly joking, but it's not shocking that their music during that time didn't appeal to everyone anymore because it was a lot quote unquote harder than the pop rock they previously released. And I loved it because I love rock music. I listen to a lot of classic rock and also alternative and punk rock. So it was cool to see that in K-pop. And I came into the K-pop world <laughs> in 2015 when their album, I Will, they had just came out and Prey was obviously the title track off of that. And FT Island was immediately one of the first groups that I really loved because of that. And I had kind of known there's stuff like I Hope and Severely, which is still fantastic to this day and I love so much, but their heavier rock stuff is some of my favorites. And it's not like they completely abandoned their old sound either. Their 10th anniversary release, Wind, and their most recent release, Quit, are a lot more ballady. And even Summer Night's Dream, which came out in 2018, was quite poppy. They kind of have evolved to a point where they just make whatever they want. And I love that because I feel like if you're not making something you love, it can still be really good. And the stuff they came out with before was really good. But being able to make what you love really changes the way that I think fans view it as well as the people making it view it, if that makes sense. But yeah, that being said, are you guys FT Island or CN Blue people? I seem in that you have not listened to FT Island before. Have you listened to CN Blue? I listened to both. Oh, wait. And I remember not liking either of them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know Prey was the song that really got me to be like, oh, oh, FT Island can make good songs. But like, when I first heard them both, they both made really kind of boring songs for a while. That I was just like, I need more energy. So <laughs> they have made a lot better songs than whatever I listened to when I first heard them, but it's just that first impression that I got of both of them being relatively boring. Okay. <laughs> Which is so wrong, but it's still just so ingrained in me that I like I have I have to do something to actually change that because I am certain not all of their music is boring. I don't know, ballads I mean, because yeah, that not everything they release are ballads. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure the first songs I heard of both of them were ballads, and then I just immediately was like, oh, these people just make ballads. I'm not interested. <laughs> and I'm like... That's so funny. But they have good songs. Like, Prey is a really good song. Mm. So it's like, ah. Oh. Yeah. But I am completely neutral in the fight between the groups. I don't think there's necessarily a fight. It's just they come from the same company, and they debuted yeah. fairly close to each other within two years i believe 2007 and 2009 if i'm right ft island came first and mm -hmm. there was there was an episode of weekly idol when i don't think it was both groups on it might have just been cn blue but there was kind of like a little thing between uh yonghua and one of the staff where he was like you must be a, an ft island fan aren't you and she was just straight up like yeah i am <laughs> like what do you <laughs> do you think i'm gonna lie to you because you're in front of me but yeah, I just thought it was funny. For the most part, I like both, but I do favor FT Island, for sure. Fair. I like both groups, but with FT Island trying to put out stuff that they enjoy, it really just reminds me of how many times idols have tried to get into rock and their fans go, why? Like, especially like when they go from like pop to rock, mm -hmm. a lot of fans are like, how dare you? Like, that always gets to me whenever like an idol for years has been saying, hey, I enjoy this type of music. I would like to do that someday. And fans are like, cool. But then they actually do it and fans have a yeah. meltdown. <laughs> and they're like, we didn't think you would actually do it. But there are quite a few idols who, fans have like full on meltdowns and like are become anti-fans because of it. And I just, get over yourself. Seriously. If them going into a different genre of music is like the worst thing they've done, and that is the thing that like the hill you're gonna die on, like you've got problems. Yeah. And I'm not really sure how Prima Donna's reacted. I think I think for the most part, FT Island has a pretty strong fan base. But yeah, I think it was mostly just the general public that was kind of like, okay, sure. 
Well, then again, think about like rock music, the history of rock music in Korea. If it technically start, it started technically in the fifties, but then the sixties was the actual first rock band, and the first heavy metal rock band came in the nineteen eighties. Because the dude who made the first rock band, his son made the heavy metal band, who later had a member who was Soteji, who went on to become Soteji and Boys. And I feel like P Korea has always had a hate relationship with rock music, but so many amazing artists have come from it, or like gone into it, and they just don't accept it. But I do wonder if... Because after I Will, I believe, Take Me Now... No, was it Take Me Now, their next title track? Their next album, again, had a rock title track. And then they stopped doing the rock because uh, Midsummer Night's Dream came out. And I'm wondering if it was like, well, these last two were fun, but we gotta, we gotta kind of, like, get people back on our side type thing. Again, like... I love FT yeah. Island, but I'm not very active in the fandom or anything like that, so I don't know how people reacted. Mostly because they're an older group, and there's not a lot of fans my age, necessarily, left around, at least internationally. I'm sure they still have a great Korean, like, fan base, but I, I don't see people talk about them often online. Min, why don't you tell us the last pick of the day for you and for the episode? Yeah. My last one is another cute one with IOIs, very, very, very. And I think the reason why the song was relatively unpopular in some circles is because it was also very popular. It's very cute, it's very repetitive. And Produce 101 had a lot of fans, but a lot of the IOI fans were kind of annoying at one point. And that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. So this is the only song I've ever experienced in real life that somebody has been like, oh, you know the dance to this song? I don't I don't want to be associated with you anymore. It's basically what has happened. And I was like, I haven't seen Produce 101. It's been on my, I'm probably going to watch this at some point. And then just never watched it. And very, very, very is the only song that I've really been like oh this is my jam because it's just so painfully catchy like it will get stuck in your head no matter what you do doesn't matter if you absolutely loathe the song it will get stuck in your head and that's why I love it but yeah I personally think the reason why many people dislike it is some odd mixture of a kind of tiresome fan base and it's just cute and we have previously talked about this about cute songs not being the most well received by international people but still i like it i still like to dance i still do it whenever i have the opportunity to dance it <laughs> yeah it's just it's really cute and the styling is so pretty all of the hair is just i like all of it it was great in my opinion and the makeup was pretty too like all the little yeah. freckles is cute but I could see how it could get old fast because of all the repetition. But otherwise, like, it's the song's good. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it just comes back to international fans and their complete hatred of cute concepts, mm. I feel like. <laughs> but it's a good song otherwise, I think. Yeah. I like the music video where, like, stuff's falling down the yeah. hallway. Yes. That I, that I think is really interesting. Like, that was the thing that I walked away with was just, like, thinking, like, how did they film that? <laughs> like, I assumed that there was, like, some stuff that was, like, being, like, rewound. But it was still pretty cool visually to see that. So that was very, very cute. And that list was very, very short because there are many more tracks that the public hate that we personally like. And we assume that you have your favorites too. Maybe you heard this and you thought, why would anyone hate that track? That's silly. Or maybe you heard the reasons and you thought, well, that's stupid. We agree with you. But there are many more, many more out there. And we recommend that you go and look either at the tracks that we recommended or look at our doc where we have some more. There were some that I, <laughs> that Min and I added that were like, we think it's dumb that people hate this. So you should probably check that out 
and just listen to the music you like. Music is music. Don't you care about what other people think about it? Listen to the things that make you happy, okay? Generally speaking, pop music is for fun. Don't get too upset over it. Just enjoy music. Speaking of which, let's hear the song of the day. Today, November 29th, 2012, Humming Urban Stereo released their fourth album, Sparkle, with the title track, Love Jam. This is an indie band, and this song actually features the group Bebop, which I absolutely love. They were a very short-lived girl group. Bebop actually does feature on a couple of other Humming Urban Stereo songs, but that's beside the point. Love Jam is really, really cute. It's just cute in a indie pop rock way. Like the music video is basically just a girl running in slow motion, like an anime girl who is late for school through the entire music video and it's great. But yeah, if you need something upbeat and cute, go check out Humming Urban Stereo's Love Jam. So let's jump over to some trivia. So this trivia is going to be a bit different because this is kind of a bonus episode for November. So the answer is going to come in this episode. This is more to mess with Min and JR than to sort of test the listener. Many people know that Rain, or B, is a solo artist and an actor. But did you know that he debuted before he joined JYP Entertainment? So my question is, what did he do? When I first got into Rain, I thought his name was actually by Rain, as in to Rain. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It took me so long to realize that that was not his name. Wasn't he a part of some some like weirdly short-lived group that I cannot remember the name of for the life of me? My head tells me that it's something something family, but I think that is incredibly wrong. I don't know. I think he was a part of a very short-lived like Either boy group or co-ed group. I think it was a boy group. I don't know. I don't know what Rain did. Give me a guess. Min thinks he was in a short-lived group. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I thought you said he was in a group too a while back. I don't remember what the name of it was either. Okay. You were both correct. He was in a short-lived group. So they only had two albums. The group name was called Fan Club. That was it! That was something annoying! I remember the name being dumb. Fan club is a ridiculously bad name. I hate that name. Okay, my but it doesn't end there. So first of all, that name kind of reminds me of like the group K-pop. Yeah. How it's literally called K-pop. Yeah, kind of in the same vein. But the group name is not where the ridiculousness ends. No, 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 no. (laughs) So this whole question came about because I mentioned something to JR, and I'm like, okay, I have to keep up with this. One of their tracks, I believe this might have even been their debut track, in their first album, because they debuted in 1998. Basically, I don't think that this was their debut song, but they had a track that was a cover of a track that came out the previous year. You may have heard of it. It was... Sorry. It's not sorry. It was a cover of Chumbawamba's... What? What? Something. (laughs) The song, I get up, I get knocked down again. But that's not the lyrics. And the, like this, the song is called like like dreaming or something like that. It's it's called Kumo Charaso, and you need to hear it. Did, the the is this legal? Did the they buy? Is absolutely that. Keep in mind that copyrighted music and plagiarism were very different in that time period than it is now. It's also very different than U.S. But it is absolutely <laughs> Chumbawamba. That is hilarious. It's absolutely, I get up, I get knocked down again. But it's not the lyrics. But it is just, so, if you want to laugh today, just know that in 1998, Rain was in originally in a boy group that was short-lived called Fan Club, and they did a cover of a Chumbawamba song. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
90s was wild. That is for sure. I just needed you to know this. I'm glad. And also, he he went by his actual name back then, and he was the rap. He was a rapper in there too. Mm. But just the fact that he was in that group and they released a song like that—that's probably one of the best trivia I've ever run across in K-pop. Because you would not expect I it. I did not. That is not what I thought you were going to say at all. Now that I've wrecked everyone's day let's end this thank you for listening if you enjoyed the episode then please make sure to rate subscribe follow and tell your friends about us if you want to interact with us or just see more of our content then you can follow us on twitter at kpop sunbase or on our other social media platforms which will be in the description also don't forget that our next episode comes out on december 13th 2020 thanks everyone bye bye i'm Neil.